Manx Radio Sport. Good evening, Rob Pritchard here, back with you once again for Friday Sport Preview here on Manx Radio. Hope you have had yourself a good, if not chilly week here on the Isle of Man so far, coming up tonight. Another set of exciting fixtures await in Manx football this Saturday as we approach the opening ties of the Decart Railway Cup. In rugby, two tough home tests await for Douglas and Vagabonds in their respective divisions this week, whilst tomorrow also sees the final round of the Ravenscroft Manx Shield. And now that the curtain has fallen on the Isle of Man's mixed hockey season, we take a look back at some of the key talking points from the campaign. That is all to come this evening. Starting things off with football tonight and another round of fixtures taking place as we look to continue to work out who might be taking those places for the Decart Railway Cup in the coming weeks from the Canada Life Men's Premier League teams. Well, taking a look through the fixtures this Saturday, a few certainly catching the eye to go through them as ever. He's here in what is a fantastic Christmas shirt. Tony Meppham, good evening. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, I just put it on for you. It's uh, the FA's uh, <laughs> Christmas meal tonight, so we've got to have a shirt or jumper on. Well, I don't really do jumpers, so I've got the shirt on and for you as well. Put oh. you in the festive spirit. I feel on it. I feel on it, I must say. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Let's take a look at the fixtures this Saturday, all kicking off at two o'clock, with the exception of one, which we'll come to. We have six fixtures in the Canada Life Men's Premier League, and starting off with one of the sides still struggling at the moment, that is St George's, and they're hosting Onken this weekend. Yeah, and this one, there's no sort of pressure on either side to try and get qualified for the Decart Railway Cup, but uh, the pressure is on. Certainly, St George's try and get some points to climb them away from that uh, bottom two position that they're in at the moment. I think Johnny Myers will have a reasonable squad um, tomorrow to uh, pick from because uh, Chris Bass should be available. you also got uh, Sean Quay, Kieran McNulty, so it makes them looking really strong, as were with uh, Onken. There'll be one or two uh, players sort of missing, so David Reese knows that he's just got to close things down at the back, hopefully keep things nice and tight and try and hit them on the break and try and score some goals. It's going to be a difficult afternoon for them, I think, and I'm going to go for St George's to take the victory. Very well. Then we move to the south of the island and two of the teams that were battling toward the top last season. Slightly different environment at the moment. At Russian United, they're going to be hosting Air United. Yeah, and I'm just looking at the uh, air results uh, recently against uh, Corinthians where they were 2-0 up, looking really good. And then they uh, got beat uh, 4-2. So Air will be looking to try and uh, shut shop, keep things nice and tight at the back. Uh, Nick Hurt still playing. Well done, Nick. Uh, You know, plenty of uh, experience there for him. Sean Kelly, I think, will be included in the squad. Johnny Shields might be back. So that makes them an awful lot stronger uh, than uh, they have been over the last uh, couple of games. They had um, Nick, they had uh, Sean against Corinthians. But Russian, I was pleasantly surprised last week. A couple of young lads have come in, Rob. Uh, look really good and uh, the future looks well for Russian but it's just getting the best then out of those players and I uh, just wonder if the home crowd there just fancy their chances here against uh, Air United as you say mixed fortunes what's happened this season so far when you look at Russian in the league mid-table Air United I know just above them but games in hand uh, so I just think Air might find it a little bit tough and that's why I go for Russian very well, then we move on to what on paper at least could be the pick of the ties in the Canada Life Men's Premier League this weekend. Undefeated Corinthians, and they host second place and still high-flying Union Mills at Bella Fletcher. Yeah, and no, I just uh, haven't seen the squad yet for uh, Corinthians, but certainly Union Mills won't fear them. Uh, they've uh, got some potent force in front, haven't they? Uh, when you look at uh, Jordan Crawley, you also got Tyler Hughes in there and Luke Booth. We see, keep mentioning them every week. 
they score the goals, but defensively, uh, they've looked uh, really strong as well, Millers. And, uh, you know, fair play to them. It's an absolute credit where that uh, group of players has got them in that second place. And if uh, they get something out of tomorrow's game or the way results go, even if they lose, then they're in the Railway Cup semi-finals for the first time. 22 points out of the games that they've played so far. So uh, they've done really well. But I think uh, Corinthians, after a little bit of metal that they showed against Air United, should just maybe just do it with home advantage. But you wouldn't count against Union Mills at the moment. It's going to be on the day and Millers are capable of beating them. Could be close, couldn't it? And Could then be. we move out to Laxey. Well, they'll be hosting the current league leaders, Peel. Yeah, well, I watched uh, Peel recently against uh, Onken and uh, they keep uh, winning, even though maybe the performances um, are up and down a little bit. Good mix of uh, youth and experience in there. Noticed uh, Lee Gale uh, is included in the FC Isle of Man squad, so they'll miss out on him. Um, but it just opens up. Maybe Thomas Brown can play down that right-hand side. He's got plenty of pace and trickery. Uh, with Laxey, I watched them last week against Rush, and they weren't very good. And it was just one of those games. I spoke to Johnny Palmer, the manager, and he just said, you get games like that. They had a strong squad, Rob. But for whatever reason, um, the ability deserted them uh, seven days ago. And I just feel against Peel, even though it's home advantage, the tighter pitch might help them. Uh, but I'm just going to go for Peel. They're way ahead at the top of the Premier League at the moment. Very well. Then we move out to the west of the island and St John's. They will be hosting Ramsey. Yeah, what a battle this one's going to be because it's on everything, I think, for both sides to take maximum points. A draw's no good for either. You know, St John's have got aspirations to win the league. As were with Ramsey, had a blip. You know, dropped uh, quite a few points, but since then have come back in, scored a few goals, and they'll be uh, feeling pretty strong on this one. We know that they're struggling a little bit up front, St John's, so we'll have to wait and see where the goals are going to come from. But uh, Will Penhorick at the back, Sam Ingham, will will work tirelessly uh, in that uh, centre-back role. But I just think Ramsey's forwards will be too strong for them and going to go for Ramsey with the victory. Very well, and then rounding off the Canada Life Men's Premier League fixtures tomorrow afternoon, Douglas Royal, and they'll be hosting Moran. Yeah, Moran are under a little bit of pressure at the moment. Bottom of the table, you know, they're not picking up, um, you know, results that um, they seem to have a slow start the last couple of years, and then it comes good for them. This year they had a, a slow start, then they had a good uh, win against one of the top sides, and and since then they found it hard going. Douglas Royal had a good result uh, recently, plenty of goals for them. So Michael Smallis will be asking for the same performance from them, depending on what players are available for them. No squad news, but I'm going to go for Douglas Royal, the home side, to take the victory. OK, then moving on, let's uh, crack through the other divisions. Let's have a look at DPS Limited Division 2. Five games there. One of them is the early kickoff, and it's first versus third in that one. That could be an interesting one. Yeah, Belter, this one, and uh, that's the one I think uh, Paul Moran sent me to. Uh, no problem with that one, because I've watched St Mary's uh, this year. All right, good ding-dong with uh, Michael. Really enjoyed that game at the bowl. But uh, Braddon, um, Will Smith's team, I'm looking forward to seeing these young guns come through. And, uh, you know, the two sides, well done to them because the arrangements aren't perfect for tomorrow, Rob, because a bit bizarre this one. They're getting changed in the changing room before kickoff, and then they've got to move the gear out because FC Alaman are basically going to be in the changing room while the game is still playing. And then as they finish, FC Alaman will come on. It's a tight turnaround, but well done to them for accommodating uh, FC Alaman and also just themselves. There's a bit of an upheaval. Uh, victory, I'm going to go for a more experienced side in St Mary's, but really looking forward to watch these young players of Braddon just see how good they are because they really have uh, caught the imagination in this DPS Limited Division 2 this season. 
and taking a look four other games of course in Division 2 including Michael who you mentioned against Governors Athletics so four games elsewhere that could change things a little bit further down the table yeah there is and uh, let's have a look at uh, Michael against Governors uh, Governors took a hiding recently didn't they so you'd expect uh, Michael to win that one Douglas Athletic against Ramsey Youth Centre again Ramsey Youth Centre I think have stepped up a little bit so uh, I think they'll fancy the chances to take the points in that Colby against Foxdale will Colby a third from the bottom in DPS Limited Division 2 and I only see one winner in this one and that's uh, Foxdale and uh, Jim's against D&D you know Jim's again have got one or two really good players if they're available but if they're not they sort of struggle a little bit against uh, a Douglas and District side that always give 100% so I'm going to go for a draw on that one I just think they're so tight the way the two sides play that that's how it'll end up very well, let's move on to the combination divisions then and we have four games in Canada Life Combi 1 this Saturday. Union Mills against uh, Douglas Royal, going to go for uh, Union Mills to take uh, maximum points in that. Moran against Laxey, uh, I'm going to go for Laxey because I think uh, Laxey's first team is relatively strong tomorrow so that'll make the Combi stronger. Uh, Ramsey against uh, Russian, got to go for Russian when you look at that league table played what is it nine now maximum points so they're absolutely flying rushing it looks as if they're going to retain that combination one uh, trophy and air against uh, St John's close to each other in the league but I'm just going to edge that to St John's and then finally on Saturday four games in the DPS limited combi two D&D against uh, Jim's I'm going to go for Douglas and District to uh, win that one Foxdale against uh, Colby I think uh, Foxdale have got enough, so I think they'll take the points there. And uh, when you look at uh, the other games, Braddon against uh, St Mary's. St Mary's combi, top of the league, they're strong, but Braddon's combi is as well. Could be a shock on the cards there, but I'll go for St Mary's. And Malou against uh, Michael. You know, Malou have showed already this season they're one of the top sides in that uh, combination too. And uh, I think Malou will take the points. Very well, those are your fixtures for Saturday. Moving into Sunday, and we have the Canada Life Women's Floodlit Cup taking place. Two games there. Yeah, and homing in uh, on Christmas, so uh, there's not too many games to go for the girls. Uh, I'm sure staff parties and everything else will be coming into the equation, maybe tomorrow night, so we will uh, might see something bizarre on Sunday. But I know Castletown's struggling for a team at the moment. Onken are always strong. They've got uh, plenty of players, so you've got to go for Onken in that one. And uh, Douglas Royal against uh, Corinthians. Corinthians had a bit of a shock recently against uh, Onken. 2-0 down, came back and 1-3-2. I think uh, both sides are struggling for players at the moment uh, in this one, Royal against Corinthians. But I'm going to go for Corinthians just to win it. And last but certainly not least, we do have one game as well about Corinthians in the Masters football. Yeah, and Air United, I think, um, it's them or Colby are going to win because, you know, Peel lost recently against uh, Douglas Royal. Uh, so I think it's uh, down to Air or uh, sort of Colby. Air United, I've seen their team play twice. Um, there's some really good players there. But uh, Corinthians have got some good players in there as well. Still waiting on news on one or two of them. Um, so if you can let us know, guys, see if you're available. But uh, we've got full team, 12-13. So uh, just a couple more just to fill the positions that are vacant. Uh, but I'm going to go for air to win. I just think uh, the players that they've got there, the strength, the fitness and the age, will uh, just overpower Corinthians side. There's your Manx football fixtures for Saturday and Sunday. Well, Tony, we've got around 90 seconds here, so just looking for a quick update here on the Decart Railway Cup. Of course, these fixtures were penned in when the semi-finals would usually take place. Of course, the FA is catching up on games because of weather-related postponements in recent weeks. If you had to sum it up, where do we stand at the moment with the Decart Railway Cup? Tomorrow's key. Um, if the results go um, like I want them to go, uh, then I think we'll have a four. Um, if we're not quite there with the four but we can get the four by playing a game next week. I'll shift the fixtures a little bit because problem is, Rob, the Decart Railway Cup, it's a huge competition for the four sides that get there. 
if we have to, we'll play the semi-finals on Boxing Day because all those teams would have had to be available if they got through to the final. And then we'd probably play the final uh, the second Wednesday of the new year. If we don't get it played by uh, New Year, then it's a real struggle to get it in because we've got the ECAP uh, FA Cup starting the first Saturday of uh, January. And then after that, we've got the uh, GH Call at Woods Cup coming in as well. So it's just an absolute mess. And if you remember rightly, a couple of years ago, it was near enough March before we played the Railway Cup. So it'll all hinge on tomorrow's results and we'll bring it live throughout the afternoon on Paul Moran's uh, show throughout, uh, right the way through from, what is it, one o'clock till five. Just get the scores in, guys. Paul's there with all the gear, uh, puts the uh, computer up, all the scores are coming through and we can keep you posted throughout the 45 minutes of the first half and second half, what is actually going on. It's going to be brilliant. Well, here's hoping all comes together after this weekend, Tony. Thank you very much. We'll be catching up with you some point tomorrow. OK, let's move on to rugby now and two more tough fixtures await for both Douglas and Vagabonds on home soil in their respective divisions tomorrow. This Saturday also sees the final round of the Ravenscroft Manx Shield. Dave Christian casts his eye over the upcoming action. Douglas have got their last home game, but they have to play away again next week. Vagabonds, however, do have their last game of 2022. And of course, we've got the Ravenscroft Manx Shield as well. So Douglas got a little bit more work to do. Uh, encouraging for them is that next week's fixture is away on the uh, the day nobody wants to travel. They are playing Vale of Loon, who are actually quite beatable. This week, though, they have Rochdale down at Portishee, kicking off 2.15 tomorrow afternoon. Rochdale are up there in fifth place and uh, I think they've got a game in hand quite potentially could get it there in the promotion places so they're not going to come here uh, empty-handed and they're not want to go they don't want to go away empty-handed either they should be bringing a full strength team Douglas are fourth from bottom I think playing record Rochdale's much better than Douglas clearly the league position would uh, testify to that but Douglas are on the up their performances are improving they've picked up a couple of losing bonus points they've got a couple of wins they are however battling a bit of an injury list the new new guy Bradley Bomar he's picked up a knock maybe Guy Wood as well in the back line up front Owen Carvin looking a bit shaky in the front row but Ralph Clark came down to Ramsey last week and played in the Reds versus Blues game of all things and uh, hopefully Clarky uh, should be there to fill in the gap if need be. So it's 2.15 kickoff, but all the action does start at Portishee a little bit earlier than that. 12 o'clock, we've got under-14s. Uh, Ramsey, Douglas and Southern Nomads under-14s all in action. I think it's Ramsey against Southern Nomads at 12. Douglas against Southern Nomads at 12.40. And then at 1.20, it's Ramsey against Douglas. Up at Bella Fletcher, Vagabonds versus Duckenfield. That's the game we'll be covering for Saturday Live. First, an important thing to say here, it's a one o'clock kickoff up there at Bella Fletcher. Vagabonds, Duckenfield, difficult one for Vagabonds. They're not enjoying the best of seasons. It's probably an understatement. The bottom of the table, they're eight points adrift. And they lost away at Duckenfield. I think it was 41-5. Duckenfield will probably see this as a, a potential uh, five-pointer away from home. And Duckenfield will have ambitions as well to finish in their top two and maybe uh, sneak promotion come the end of the season. Although, to be fair, I think in this division, Garstang and New Brighton and Hoylake look to be the three to watch. There's not much I can really add to uh, Vagabonds. They've got players there who are capable of the big games, but they've got a couple of players who are still aspiring and their experience will grow their 
level of confidence will grow week by week but the difficulty is they're running out of weeks and uh, they're staring relegation not quite in the face right now but they're certainly looking across the room at it in the Ravenscroft Bank Shield we did have three games on the card but once again Castletown are struggling at the moment everybody in Manx Rugby wishes them well um, obviously it's frustrating when scheduled fixtures can't go ahead they've conceded their fixture against Ramsey's Blues so there's no game at Paulson Park so just two games on the card both two 15 kickoffs at Balakilia Park we've got uh, Southern Nomads Whites versus Western Vikings and up at the Merrick Park we've got uh, Ramsey's Reds against the Eastern Barbarians the Whites against the Vikings well I watched Greens against the Vikings down at uh, Balakilia a few weeks ago and uh, it was extremely competitive Western Vikings leaked 21 points in a power play when they had 13 men on the field if it wasn't for those two yellow cards that was a really tight game I think Nomads Whites should be a little bit sharper in the back line and uh, Western Vikings may struggle they're much more forward orientated but they put up a much better showing than I thought they would against the Greens so it may be an even-ish game at the Merrick Park Ramsey's Reds against Eastern Barbarians the Barbars have been up and down all season struggling to get players out hopefully we've got a whatever the two clubs Douglas and Vagabonds that make up the Barbarians they're going to send their players along we get a couple from Castletown as well Ramsey have got a big bench because their Blues game's off so there'll definitely be enough players up there for probably a 15 a side game so at least everybody gets a nice trot out before Christmas on paper should be a straightforward win for the Reds Manx Radio Sport and finally tonight with hockey and the curtain came down last week on another exciting mixed hockey season with last Saturday seeing the final winners of the cup competitions being decided at the turn of the year hockey does return with the men's and women's leagues taking centre stage but before then the players and coaches alike will be taking a well-earned break over the Christmas period so with that in mind I caught up with Ben Cunningham to reflect on the highlights from this year's mixed campaign and how things might bode for the different teams for the next season later in 2023. Let's start with the Premier League, the mixed Premier Premier League, backers A coming away champions and also the winners of the Mixed Cup. Very successful season from their point of view. What was the secret to their success this season? I think the secret for them really, I mean, we interviewed Chris Whiten down at the uh, Cup final last week and he just said we've practiced, 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 practiced and practiced until it's spot on and that's really been the key this year for them. When they get in the D, their shooting is just clinical and then defensively, they're clinical as well. They've just, this season, just got everything down to a T and they've come out on top. And their nearest challenge Vikings they they just couldn't get the upper hand on them at all this season lost both times to backers in the league and then a, a narrow loss in the mixed cup final as well what do Vikings need for example or anyone else in the division for that matter to start challenging backers at the top because they were so dominant this year oh yeah absolutely but I think most of the teams in the Premier League will be looking at it and going right we put up a good fight but backers a this season have just been like a, a different league to every team in that league I think just to be honest, defensively just keeping backers out really. But it's no disheartened to any of the teams in the Premier League because every, every team has put a sterling effort in to try and stop backers. I mean, Castletown, Celts, they drew with backers A in the season and, you know, no one expected that. But Castletown this season have been such a surprise package in this league and they've caught a few teams out. So it looks promising for all the teams next season. Taking a look at Mixed Division 1, now this really was a dramatic decider on the final day that saw Harlequins A eventually take the top spot. They will be moving into the Premier League next year. 
How difficult is that jump from second tier to first tier in Manx hockey, not just in mixed, but in men's and women's as well? Oh, it's it's a big, big jump. And, you know, Harlequins are going to have to make sure they prepare for it well and truly because the likes of backers, you know, they, they won't show any mercy. They'll go out there and they'll do the job they need to do and they, and they do each week. For Harlequins, I think it's more just be preparing themselves ready for what lies ahead next season because it's going to be such a big step up. And of course, Valkai C missed out on the final day on the top spot. And uh, Castletown Southerners, who were down in third, they actually went on to beat Harlequins eh, in the mixed plate final. So do you expect those two to be challenging toward the top, do you think, come the next mixed season? Oh yeah, absolutely. And to be frankly honest with you, I wouldn't put it past Castletown to be up there next season and potentially getting the promotion. After watching them last week in that mixed plate final, that game had everything and Castletown were well-deserving winners, even if it did go down to penalty flicks. But it was a real, real good proper finals game, and credit to Castletown for getting it on flicks. We're looking to Division 2. Castletown Camags taking the top spot, a a dominant performance from them throughout the season. How do you think they'll fare in in Div 1 next campaign? I think they'll fare very well. I mean, 100% record this season, undefeated, and scoring plenty of goals. I mean, that bodes well for going up to Division 1. And yeah, I, I think they're going to really challenge a few teams in Division 1 and p- maybe cause a few upsets. Who knows? Could be some interesting Castletown derbies coming up in that division oh, next absolutely. season. Oh, absolutely, yes. <laughs> Looking to Division 3 then, Backers Colts, a sensational season for them in, in winning the Division 3 title and then going on to win the Mixed Bowl as well against uh, Ramsey Ravens from Division 2. Just how much of a mark could backers Colts end up making in Division 2? Oh, absolutely. They're going to make a huge mark, I reckon, in Division 2. And I mean, the fact that they've already beaten a team in Division 2 who were the runners-up in Division 2, I can see them really proving themselves in Division 2. And backers Colts, a young squad as well, so they've got plenty of energy, plenty of fitness, which is always good to have. May come up against some more maybe experienced players with a bit more savvy on the pitch in the division above. How do you think they'll cope with that particular style of play? They've got a few young players, but then they have got a few older players playing for them as well. I think that the way they've got that team formed is perfect, and they just need to make sure that they keep it and try not to lose anyone, maybe potentially moving to another club or maybe losing them to going off to uni. But just try and keep that team and keep that team knitted well, because this season they have... And they've proven it. Manx Radio Sport. Ben coming in with that look back on the mixed hockey season there. That's just about all we have time for on Friday Sport Preview this week. Many thanks to my guests, Tony Meppham, Dave Christian and Ben Cunningham. And just one final reminder, FCR Love Man are chasing a third win in a row for the first time this season this Saturday when they host Liverland at the Bowl tomorrow afternoon at the earlier kickoff time of 4.30pm. And if you're not heading down to the Bowl, we at Manx Radio will have you covered. Myself and guest co-commentator Sean Doyle providing full live match commentary on Manx Radio Digital. That's all we have time for now, so have a wonderful Friday, whatever you're doing, and have a wonderful weekend as well. Chris Kinley is with you next. Until next time, bye for now. Men's rain.